successes in the West End, and two of them are currently being performed there. From the evening news. The importance of being early was never better illustrated than at the Old Bailey this morning, when long before 10 o'clock, every seat where a pressman could sit had a couple of competitors for it. The Marquess of Queensbury's claim to fame is that he patronised the man who designed the rules of boxing that bear his name, the Queensbury Rules. <laughs> uh, my lord, I object. Sir Edward, please. Now, uh, the words of the libel are not directly an accusation of the gravest of all offences. The suggestion is that there was no guilt of the actual offence, but that in some way or other, the person of whom these words were written did appear nay, desire to appear and pose to be a person guilty of or inclined to the commission of the gravest of all offences. You will appreciate that the leaving of such a card openly with the porter of a club is a most serious matter and one likely gravely to affect the position of the person as to whom that injurious suggestion was made. From Reynolds' newspaper. The words written upon the card were of such character as to be unfit for publication. But the matter does not stop at the question whether the card was delivered or whether the defendant can in any way be excused by strong feeling, mistaken feeling, for having made that statement. By the plea which the defendant has brought before the court, a much graver issue has been raised. In his plea of justification, the defendant has said that the statement is true and that it is for the public benefit that the statement was made. It is for those who have put into the plea these serious allegations to prove to you, gentlemen of the jury, if they can, by credible witnesses, that these allegations are true. Witnesses will be called who will prove the publication of the libel and my learned friend has the task of satisfying you that there was enough justification for the publishing of that card. John Sholto, Douglas Marquis of Queensbury, how do you plead? I plead not guilty, and also that the libel is true, and that it is for the public benefit that it should be published. I wrote that card with the intention of bringing matters to a head, having been unable to meet Mr. Wilde otherwise, and to save my son, and I abide by what I wrote. <laughs> From the start, this is without a doubt the trial of the century. Mr. Oscar Wilde examined by Sir Edward Clarke. I am the prosecutor in this case. At 39 years of age, my father was Sir William Wilde, surgeon of Dublin and chairman of the Census Commission. I was a student at Trinity College where I took a classical scholarship and a gold medal for Greek. I then went to Magdalen College, Oxford, where I took a classical scholarship, a first in mods and a first in grades. There, I also won the Newdigate Prize for English verse. I took my degree in 1878 and came down at once. And from that time, I have devoted myself to art and literature. In 1881, I published a volume of poems and afterwards lectured in England and America. In 1884, I married Miss Constance Lloyd, and from that date until now, have lived with her in Tite Street, Chelsea. I have two sons. The elder, whom will be ten in June, and the second nine in November. Mr. Wilde, you have published poetry, short stories, fairy tales for children, and the novel, The Picture of Dorian Gray. Yes. You have also taught America and Ireland, lecturing on art or more specifically, what you call the English Renaissance of art. From a lecture to art students given in New York. I call it the English Renaissance of art because it is indeed a sort of new birth of the spirit of man. 
Like the great Italian Renaissance of the 15th century, it possesses a desire for a more comely way of life, a passion for physical beauty, an exclusive attention to form. It seeks new subjects for poetry, new forms of art, new intellectual and imaginative enjoyments. In art, as in politics, there is but one origin to all revolutions, a desire on the part of man for a nobler form of life, for a freer method and opportunity of expression. This renaissance will create a new brotherhood among men by furnishing a universal language. Mr. Wilde, you have also written several plays, two of which are currently being performed in the West End. Yes, the importance of being earnest and an ideal husband. When did you make the acquaintance of Lord Alfred Douglas? In 1891. He was brought to my house by a friend. My first meeting with Oscar Wilde was an astonishment. From the